um, and I don't remember if I watched Insidious 2 or not, because that's the thing is you find out right at the end that yeah. like, spoilers, well, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we watched it together. But, you know, but so it goes right into like a second one. And I think the last yeah. time I was like, nah, I've seen the second <laughs> one or something like that. But maybe I'll watch it tonight with popcorn or something. Hello and welcome to Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? Hi. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Aaron. It's nice to <laughs> with the love when we say our names. Um, <laughs> it's it's nice um, to talk to you. We've missed each other a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. We've missed a couple weeks. Missed your your voice instead of your face. Mm-hmm. I always miss your face. Oh, no, I miss your voice also. Thank you. I know that's that's a lose lose right there. Lose lose. Um, but guess what? We're now in the new season, so that's we are. Wow. Season six. I it was funny when I went to TV Guy to grab the synopsis for today. Um, I uh didn't have to. I, I was like, oh, we are on like number six now. I, I'm thinking about how I've been doing that for. Um, there's like a drop down menu where you select the um. God, my S's are popping all over the place. Sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, where you select the um season. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we've gone, I've done this for five seasons <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now this is the sixth one. So that's where we are at. Um, yep. yeah. Oh, national day calendar. That's where we start. Jeez. I don't, if you, if we don't, it's been so even, long. even if it's not been multiple weeks, mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't know what's happening. Even though I have a script right in front of me, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, what a mess. Um, so today is Mother's Day. We'll do a shout out to that. Um, shout out to moms. Yeah. I did call my mom on the phone today and they listen to the podcast. So I can't say what her present is until it shows up late on Thursday. No, I don't Aww. know when you're going to post, but I'm like, let me just wait. No spoilers. Probably um, like tomorrow. So yeah, no spoilers. Yes, you know, but see, it's what I saw the last time I went to Disney and thought I maybe needed. Do you remember this thing that I mentioned that I kind of wanted? And they like, I was like, maybe I'll go. Okay, never mind. So, and also, that doesn't help for any of our listeners. I'm a dummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you, uh, you got to saw, see your mom yesterday, though? I did. I got to hang out with my mom all day yesterday. We took my niece to um, the museum, one of the science museums downtown. Well, the two that they joined together. So, like, there's, like, the science museum and the natural science museum, which used to be the natural history museum. Oh. But they've, like, combined them. That's why there's a giant dinosaur now, huh? Yeah. Cause there's like room. a, like a bridge between the two. Cause it's oh, like two yeah. separate buildings. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had a good time. I got to see her. I got her a bottle of wine and, um, she likes, she has a hot air popcorn popper mm-hmm. and she likes to pop popcorn. So I bought her some fancy kernels and Aww. I got her The Wizard of Oz on Blu-ray, Whoa. which is one of her favorite movies. She has it on DVD. But she has a fancy TV now and a Blu-ray player, so I got her at the Blu-ray. Oh, man. You hooked her all up. 
Yeah, it was a good day. So I'm going to call her to make sure she got home okay um, yeah. after we're done taping. But I haven't talked to her today yet. Okay. Okay. That's fun. Did I just mess up? Was that your sugar baker moment? No. Mm. Okay, good, good. I was like, oops, I may have <laughs> smushed them together. Um, nope. Because as well as being Mother's Day, today is also National Fibromyalgia Awareness Day. Yep. My and dad I- actually has that. Yeah, that's what kind of yeah. made me think about it was that we have kind of both your parents today <laughs> with, with yeah. the, not for the second one's like more sad, but, um, yeah, yeah, that he's had, how do you know how long he's had it since? Well, he started getting sick in 1981. And so he had, um, it started out as like chronic fatigue syndrome and then yeah. in the mid eighties, it kind of like morphed more into fibromyalgia, which is. Aww. Like chronic fatigue syndrome is just like incessant tiredness. Like no matter what you do, you're just exhausted and sometimes you're too exhausted to function. Um, but fibromyalgia is like that, but also there's, um, all sorts of pain, like, and it's Mm -hmm. hard to measure and it's hard to diagnose. And like, um, it's just, he has like a lot of muscle aches, like all over his body. Um, and his like fibromyalgia kind of flares as my migraines flare. So like when the weather changes mm. or like when it was cold and then it's hot or when it was hot and then it's cold or if there's like, you know, pressure changes and in, in the weather and stuff, that's when it flares up. And, um, oh, man. he, he can work through it, um, like some days. So there are some days where he can do stuff like he still works out in the yard and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, there are some days where he just can't do anything. Yeah. I, you've given a good, like, um, scope or what it what it's like because i don't know if people even know i think that's why there's this day of like fibromyalgia awareness yeah people don't really and like you said it's hard to to diagnose and hard to kind of pinpoint like what's going um like how for people to even share like what the experience is like i'll read i thought oh go ahead no you're good a lot of people don't think it exists yeah exactly to to get treatment like first of all you have to find somebody who's willing to like to believe acknowledge your pain Mm -hmm. yeah Jesus, horrible. Um, I'll read uh, what they say on National Day Calendar because I thought it was pretty cool. Each cool. year, millions of people observe uh, today National Fibromyalgia Awareness Day that shares the spotlight with, oh my God, freaking, okay, we don't need all that. Hold on. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Fibromyalgia is just talking about like other days that it happened. It's like, uh, okay. Fibromyalgia, which affects more than 12 million Americans, is a musculoskeletal syndrome that may cause some or all of the following widespread pain, tender points, incapacitating fatigue, anxiety, depression, migraines, chronic headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bladder, insomnia, hypersensitivity to hot, cold, swelling, fibro fog, which is an inability to concentrate or focus, difficulty remembering, numbness, stiffness, decreased energy, noise, light and odor sensitivity, and skin sensitivity. Symptoms may come and go, lasting a few minutes an hour a day a week a month or a year oh so that's the thing like you can have like oh i just kind of have headaches sometimes and i'm also kind of depressed and oh i'm kind of achy like the the fact that it kind of can come and go Mm -hmm. can be really hard to diagnose it but people i've known have had it it's like incapacitating especially if in the way that your dad uh, experienced of like having chronic fatigue that becomes like fibromyalgia. I knew someone mm-hmm. that had that and it's like they couldn't work, couldn't go to school, uh, eventually had to yeah. use like a wheelchair and like it was just a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's good to have the awareness for people mm-hmm. who um, are struggling with this all the time and sadly that are just not taken seriously. Yep. There's an episode, well, it's not about fibromyalgia, but it is about chronic fatigue syndrome of the mm-hmm. Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Where, But Dorothy goes through some of the same things that like people with either or or both of those conditions, conditions go through where the doctors mm-hmm. just tell her it's in her head. Mm. And like she's like she's just tired and it's in her head and she needs to see a psychiatrist. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Yep. Oh, unfortunate. Um, did, to lighten the mood, um, <laughs> do you want to talk about your sugar baker moment? Sure. Uh, I'm on vacation right now. Heck for yes. A week and a day. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm working, I worked Friday night at my second job and I'm going to work on Tuesday. But other than that, I don't have to work either job. Yes. And I'm going to go down to Georgia and see my aunt and work uh, backstage at her dance recital, which your, I do every year. So that's Yeah, your annual pilgrimage to the yes, motherland to Macon, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, hopefully I can snap some pictures. I'm definitely uh, leaving early enough library. on Wednesday to get a library card from Bibb so County. So excited. Yeah. That is so, so cool. And that we have a new addition to our family. My cousin's wife just had a baby like oh. a week ago. Oh, wow. Two weeks ago. So I'm hoping I'll get to see them and meet her. So it'll be a good time. That is so and, cute. Oh, yeah. I have a couple shout outs. I please. forgot. I wrote them down. Please, please. Um, we've talked about Giant Days before on mm-hmm. this podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's the latest version, but, or volume, but it's the latest volume to me that is like available in libraries. Um, volume eight is out. Uh, and all volumes really deserve a shout out. Yeah. Always, it's never amazing. like, oh, I'm sad I read that. I wasted my time. No, no they're always precious and so they build cute. the story and they really allow the characters to evolve and i think it's just so they really great do. Mm-hmm. yeah so volume eight is out i don't know if volume nine is out and i'm just behind but that's the last one i read and then also middle game by shannon mcguire um mm-hmm. she writes a lot and she's amazing she writes uh fantasy under uh, shannon mcguire and it's spelled like Ireland, so it's like S H A U N A N. I never know that's. I never knew that's how you pronounce that name. So I thank think you. that's how you pronounce. That makes it. sense. That's what I have been told by other people who read yeah. her. So I don't know. I've never heard it. I've just yeah. seen it. Um, yeah. And she writes fantasy under that, and she writes horror under Mira Grant. Um, but her new one is it's. I mean, it's a doorstop. It's five hundred and four pages, so it's long, <laughs> but. Oh man, world building. It's so cool. It's fantasy. It's sci-fi. It's like, um, it's not really time travel, but like time manipulation and like alchemy and people trying to rule the world and people trying to rule like alternate timelines. It's a lot. Um, but it is really cool and I highly recommend it. It is out now. Um, it's been out for a week, I think. So, yeah. Wait, so, wait, when, how long did it take you to read it? Doorstop land? Uh, a week a little over a week which is actually a really long time for me i hate you like a week and a half maybe you're like i'm gonna read a book a day (laughs) it's like (laughs) i i mean i do have to give myself a little credit they've been having us um read more books in my residency each each year but then this year i was kind of struggling and i was like why is it i was like oh because i have this like undiagnosed um like dyslexia that's mm-hmm. not, I mean, it's not that bad, it, obviously, but like on, on my Kindle, I make, you can make it so that 
um, it's like there's an actual setting for the text for it to be like dys- yes. for dyslexia. And I so that's that. why I was like, oh, wait, I really like to read on my Kindle. Um, but then these books that they've been having us read this year are like, A, they're from like the 80s and B, they're right. only like full like real books. And I was like, why mm. is it so hard for me to read them? And I was like, oh, it's not just that my brain doesn't work. It's the mix of like how my reading has just never been that good like in school there was like mm-hmm. I, I tested low <laughs> on readings and that type of stuff and as i've gotten older i'm like oh it's because i have something that's like a dyslexia i always joked about yeah. being like um what do i call it um conceptually dyslexic like i'll switch concepts mm-hmm. of things but yeah. now that i'm older i'm like no really i do like it's like i mess up like wor- letters and numbers too yeah <laughs> like constantly that's um real. so i will never read a book as fast as you <laughs> And that's okay. But, um, but, uh, but I, hopefully when I'm not, I mean, I've been in some kind of academic ish setting for the past four years. Hopefully after Mm -hmm. this, I can join you in, um, actually reading some cool big books. Big books. Yeah. I like big big books books and I cannot lie. (laughs) That would be cool. Um, yeah, cause my brain doesn't work for it now, but, um, I do yeah, watch so much TV. Related. I've got that going That's good. You've got, you gotta have some form of escapism. So you've got TV. Well, like, so like Tuca and Birdie, I, I watched in like 24 oh, hours, man. you know? I love it. <laughs> I only have two left. I love it. Oh my God. I can't. The second to last one is the one where my favorite character the owl shows up and I'm just ready for you. I'm not, no spoilers for who the voice is. Cause <laughs> I actually, didn't like i recognized her at first and i was like really loving it and then it was when it came up in the credits i think i like yelled <laughs> i was like oh Are man you fucking kidding me that's, that's awesome. who that voice is you're better than me though you'll probably recognize her right away they have such good actors yeah i'm impressed like jennifer lewis is in one episode yeah. and i like flipped my shit yeah yes. God, her voice is so good I love her so much. I mean, I know. Yeah, I just never thought about. I've never really seen her just her voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apart from like maybe singing or something, but um, right. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, that's like a she. Whenever she doesn't really want to be on, like, because it's easier, quote quote, to do voice acting versus like, voice like uh, having to be in person and do it. That's what people mm-hmm. say to me. Um, I mean, they're both hard, of course, but like you can kind of get uh more and it, like it takes less time in theory or so i don't know what it is anyway people sometimes people like to do that <laughs> when they don't want to <laughs> uh be in front of the camera all the time um so uh I, she should do more of that because her voice is she so should. good She's that's my whole point presence. i feel like i was digging a hole i don't know how many voice actors we have that are on listening to us or whatever um i know I like love a good voice actor uh, but yeah that's the thing it's like yes it's so it's impressive wondering they're so good it's so good um i know i wish if i tried i could be a uh i could have a really good voice for a podcast but i don't i'm sorry everyone <laughs> i just you i just talk great well but you know there's some but like you know you can be like serious and make your voice all like lovely to listen to and that's not really it's what a lot I of work do i know i used to you know i used to read the like usa today for people who are visually impaired on the radio and um i made my voice sound good <laughs> sound good <laughs> sound good sound good i wasn't laughing um that was a good uh accent wasn't it mm-hmm. that was, it was an excellent accent uh we will get into the episode i guess after my sugar baker moment because yeah. i did like jan hook's accent i was, oh, was so good um but I, I i was that all your shout outs before i yes, jump in i don't want to interrupt what you what was your sugar baker moment 
Um, so Jeez. mine, I know mine was, I had like the longest work day ever this week, even though I took a day off, but, um, Jesus, oh man, so long. Uh, but, um, one of the reasons I had such a long work week is because we did the blessing of the hands, which is something that is done, um, nationally in hospitals, uh, around usually like around Florence Nightingale, famous nurse lady, um, mm-hmm. uh, birthday is, uh, I believe that's what it is. The re- original reason for why, um, national nurses week is this time of year. So it's like in oh, May. Okay. Um, when I, I actually did the blessing of the hands though, in my internship, uh, I think we did it in like, pretty sure it was December though, or November. I think it was December because I feel like the tree was near there or maybe November and like the tree was there later or something like that. Um, so they did it at a weird time, but usually it's offered particularly to nurses during national nurses, nursing nursing week i guess nurses week which is right now um but also since it's offered uh hospital wide we have of course like administrative staffs the janitorial staffs uh, social workers um even uh, my favorite was a g- giant overnight um uh security guard who came and like did not fit in the chair uh, like he was just this huge dude uh named ashley which i loved I was That's like, amazing. I have not met an Ashley since Gone with the Wind. And he certainly was a, was not a giant black man. So, no. <laughs> so I loved that. Um, uh, so that was this week. Uh, I was, um, uh, I was involved with since I'm one of the, you know, what would you call it? I'm second year resident, I guess. But mm-hmm. I was going to say not advanced. That's not really the word, but I'm like a seasoned, if you will, yeah. uh, resident right now. Um, uh, and they know that I like the blessing in the hands because actually I'm the sh- uh, staff chaplain for, um, the unit where all the, uh, surgical staff is. Um, mm-hmm. And well, there's, there are two, like there's the operating room staff, but then there's like a surgical uh, floor where everyone just kind of hangs out when they're like waiting for surgery, basically, or, or right after surgery. Uh, and, and the surgeons kind of are on that floor. There's like a, a big lounge for them and that type of thing. So because the surgeons are like are on this floor, uh, I am asked every year during their surgeons week to give them a blessing of the hands. Um, and it's something that I have set up just on my own because it was requested and I love doing it. And, um, so then they offered if I wanted to, this was the first year we were going to do it for the nighttime staff as well, that usually people in the hospital have different schedules, but for example, nurses usually work 12 hour shifts three, three times a day. Um, I three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> three times a day three times a week and so it'll be seven to seven both 7 a.m and 7 p.m so um we were offering for a night blessing of the hands and actually it was even the amount of people who came to each Aww. uh yeah exactly and they said okay do you want to like come in later and you can be like just our like point person who's um there for both of the blessings i was the only one who was there and i was like yeah i can do well uh, for both i mean i had of course the whole staff was working together that were involved. And so I did that and I thought that was really cool. I had some really cool interactions. And then, um, a nurse that was up in the, we have a psychiatric floor for hospital, which is really rare because hospitals lose money with psych floors. And that's why they often close them. If people are wondering why mm-hmm. there aren't that many psych hospitals, it's because usually you lose money and they just can't afford to keep them open, but we're a teaching hospital. So that's part of 
what we do. Um, but I was asked to offer a special uh blessing of the hands for them on the next day because it's like a locked facility and it's not that easy for the staff to leave and like go somewhere for like a window of time of like an hour or something like that I mean, they usually miss these type of things so they asked if i could come and do that and that was really fun uh my favorite in that because it's sugar baker moment my favorite was they were having a lunch afterwards and so the woman um who i had seen a couple of times um from like food services came up to like deliver the drinks and then she was and she had like some tablecloths and stuff for them and whatever and then i asked her if she wanted me to bless her hands and it was funny because most people don't know what that even means but also like mm-hmm. her like english is a little bit like that didn't make sense to her too <laughs> she's kind of like what like i think i know these words but like i don't know what you're saying is what, <laughs> what she was saying say to me together. it was i know she was so cute and i was like don't worry it's not because english is your second language it's because it doesn't really make sense to most people. It's a cute little interaction. And so I told her what I was going to do and I like blessed her hands and she like started crying. And that was like my favorite. I know. And that was like my favorite of the, I I loved all the blessings I did, but that was my little favorite moment is that she was surprised that I offered and then her little, you know, and I was like, no, everyone that works in this hospital is important and does important things. And so that was my sugar baker moment. I also do have a shout out. This is so freaking long. I'm sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. I do have a shout out. My friend Erica Swiler, who yes. is, there we go. Leslie's excited, who is <laughs> an acclaimed author that her book just came out. Yep. Um, I think this week it was when it came out. I can't remember. Yeah, it was one of the first May. people on the hold list. So. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. I didn't think to do that. I was, <laughs> I didn't think through that. I've been like promoting her book and stuff. And then I was like, oh, oops, I didn't think about getting myself one. Well, cause part of me was like, uh, I actually haven't seen her in person for like, I don't know, six years. But when I went to San Diego Comic Con was the last time oh, I yeah. saw her person so it was like oh well, i'll go somewhere that she's doing like a book signing because actually a lot of my other friends have been doing that but she came to berkeley and san diego and just skipped right over <laughs> los angeles oh. i was like oops oh, wow. i would have if i had planned properly i maybe could have gone to one of those um but um so her new book is light from other stars and it's beautiful it's got orange on the cover i know for her it was like a labor of Maybe catharsis even, not even just love, but just kind of it, she tapped into some of her, what she always does with her books is she kind of tapped into some of her own story and shared, uh, some of, like, you know, the characters kind of connect to her own experience. And that's, that's what she does with her books. Um, and, uh, so that one's new and look, look, if, um, she's going, she's on tour. Uh, she's going around the country, um, to like local bookstores and doing readings and signings. Um, and tell her, you know, uh, Aaron, me, or I think she probably knows me by Ebes, if I'm honest. <laughs> like she knows Aaron. She knows, she knows my name. Oh, do we have uh, Aaron Campbell? Do I ever say my full name on the podcast? I don't, I don't know. But Ebes is my nickname that she would, that she calls me, um, and has known me for years. But, um, can say that you know me and go get go listen to her reading and get your book signed and all that Ooh, it's got even higher rating on goodreads right now than her first um her first book also oh, her first was so good oh it's called the book of speculation we're getting into kind of summary time and it is such a good summer read i think i actually have read it twice and both the times was like in summertime and um or like a really good if you're like you know and in, in 
at the at the beach or like at, in the mm-hmm. mountains or like if you're kind of away from it all and you want to like read something because it's kind of mysterious and um yeah so that's the book of speculation by erica swyler or her new book light from other stars uh look out to see if um uh maybe i'll put a link up for her like website or something to see yeah, if people can, can look that. for um i should have done this people can look for like tour and that kind of thing um i think she's able to promote this one a little bit more than the first one i know that she was doing tour for a long time for the first one i think this one she's maybe even being even more uh involved uh touring so yeah so that's a little shout out for that i think that's that's it oh no yeah we both have been watching uh we both have been watching tuca and birdie yes (laughs) on netflix and so good uh definitely um uh need to make sure that people check that out because it's like it's a little bit i like your post that said it's like bojack horseman meets broad city yeah i well i read that somewhere um, yeah mine was just like uh bojack but not depressed not as depressing yeah that's what you said to me and then like somewhere on tumblr it was like it's bojack yeah. plus like broad city but also like, like, like description in like the l- second to last episode that it gets i mean it gets a little bit real before that talking about like alcoholism and that type of thing mm-hmm. um and then like it talks about family and then like even like at the end i'm like whoa oh oh also with her weird boss and stuff yeah. and like and like dudes being dicks and stuff like at the yeah. work and whatever but then like at the end i was like whoa okay that was beautiful <laughs> and i was not expecting that so um we recommend uh if you like ali wong or tiffany haydish mm-hmm. um or nicole byer from nailed yes, it from i love how it. she just shows up her little i love her, her little voice she's like my damn favorite um yeah, so that is all of the shout outs and sugar bakers and everything, right? Did you have anything else? Yes. Nope. Okay. I'll, re- I'll go ahead and read the TV guide if you'd like for this episode yeah. or, well, we watch? yeah. How do I usually say that? Leslie, do you want me to say what we watched this week? Yeah. What did we watch this week? <laughs> so this week we started season six. Here oh, we go. Snap. Um, I actually, when I was start, I, like before I watched this episode, I was like, man, I'm not going to remember this season at all. But then as soon as we have the theme and the opening and he's there with the piano, uh, yep. Ray Charles, uh, to be, uh, exact, uh, wait, Ray Charles, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, no, that's Ray Charles. Name. Jeez. I had a moment where I was like, what? This, this is the right name. It was a weird concussion moment. Um, <laughs> like as if his name's like, I was like Stevie Ray <laughs> or something like completely <laughs> wrong. Um, so ridiculous. Ray Charles, uh, maybe, uh, you guys know him. He's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> he's he was pretty singing, great. He's singing, uh, Georgia, you know, well, I guess we'll save the theme because you're probably going to talk about it in the and you're talking about the episode or whatever but as soon as that yep. came on i was like oh i actually very much remember um watching this as like uh, when it came on but i don't necessarily remember what happens but i do remember like getting excited about the theme song playing and i was like yeah mm-hmm. like uh, whenever what is it friday nights probably or sunday nights or something like that um so anyway 
full of talking today. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess you listen to a podcast to hear people talk. That was kind of dumb. Yeah, that's, I guess what that's they the do. whole point, huh? Um, I'm also excited because I haven't really talked to anyone um fun in a in a while. <laughs> this is like <laughs> yay, people. Um, so season six, episode one. It first aired September sixteenth, nineteen ninety one, which was near my birthday. And uh, this was a two parter. It's called the Big Desk, which I did not notice until I went to TV Guide, and that cracked me up because I was like, <laughs> it was a really big desk. I took a picture. It was a really. Big I took desk. a picture. I worked very hard to get a picture of allison beside the desk like when she first no. comes in i'm like this is you're a particularly small lady this is a giant desk um but what um tv guide says which i haven't read at all i just copy and pasted part parts one and two right so part one yep. says kid sister carlene visits charlene and suzanne sells her interest in sugar bakers to her cousin allison so that's um introducing we've got new characters Mm-hmm. Um, and then the conclusion, which is part two, and we just watched them both together. It was just one piece today. So, yeah, um, they ripped together. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Baker cousin and new not so silent partner, Allison, who's played by Julia Duffy, tries to take charge of Sugar Baker. And they actually, in the um, conclusion, do put Jan Hooks as Carlene. Um, so I will shush and you can start the episode. So we start the new season with new characters, as you mentioned, and a new theme. So yeah. the new theme is Ray Charles singing Georgia on my mind. Oh, um, so good. And uh, Suzanne, of course, is not in the opening. Oops. Uh, but neither is Charlene. Um, yeah. She has a like special guest star credit in the Oof. opening scene rather than being in there. So it's a sign that they're going to like phase her out as well. Oh, yeah. My heart um, breaks. Yeah. So when they introduce, they um, introduce the new characters and then Anthony is in the opening credits. Yeah. As well. Um, I always heard that this song was about a prostitute from Texas, <gasps> like when I was little, but I can't, like, there's no, really? there's no written evidence for I that. I don't know, know where it like, came from. Like it was about, like her name was Georgia. Like there was a prostitute from Texas named Georgia. Yeah. And I always heard that that's what the song was about, but I mm. find no, no evidence on the internet of this. It was written by, Hoagie Carmichael and <gasps> Stuart Gorell in 1930. I just love someone named Hoagie. I know, right? He was an actor, performer, and popular songwriter. Um, he also composed Stardust and Winter Moon. Aww. And Gorell was a baker living in New York City. He wrote oh. the lyrics. Carmichael hmm. wrote the music. Um, hmm. It's been recorded by many people, but of course, Ray Charles is the most famous. Yeah. Um, and he made it iconic. So yeah. that's our new opening. Um, and they're all start... around the piano. If people haven't, I'm yes. sure people have watched it or whatever, but I love that, that they're just like yeah. around the piano. And then it's kind of like a little close up on each of them. It's so classy. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. So classy. So we started sugar bakers as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Charlene is on the phone. Apparently <laughs> Julia's at the bank, but you get the uh, impression of what's going on is that they have hired a like stripper gram who planned this. For Julia's birthday, what which seems like something she would hate. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know it's going to be uh, a tough year because Reese is gone. Suzanne has moved to Japan. And so Julia is kind of like alone except for them. Do you mind if I touch on wanna... Reese for just a second? 
No, please do. Uh, because this is this was a topic on Twitter that I loved that people were all talking about because I got all cranky. I was like, Reese did not need to die. He was needlessly killed. You know, I'm so dramatic. I never, I hate when characters are killed. I'm such a drama queen. And then, um, there was actually people giving a lot of good feedback and saying that, you know, Evening Shade was out now and they thought that, um, uh, that, uh, the storyline of, uh, Reese and Julia had kind of run its course because they weren't going to get married and they weren't going to like break up. So they just went ahead and like killed him off so he could be on evening shade. And, but it was an interesting discourse on Twitter oh. about like why? Cause I'm just always like, I just always get cranky at people getting killed when it's like doesn't really yeah. add anything. You I know? do too. So, so I think it was a little strange also the way that Mary Jo was like, you know, with Reese, Reese being gone. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a mild way to put it. Trying to trying to soften that Jeez. blow, but it's a, still a big blow. And I felt awkward with them talking about Suzanne. I did. I felt yeah, like I was like, Oof, it's weird. This is it's weird. Like, uh, yeah, what, yeah, because you know, like what happened, and it's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she had a show for a while after. Yeah, yeah. where she she was Suzanne, and there was like, yeah. Yeah, I it's never on, saw it. It's on know. Netflix, should, I think. That we should people, track that down for our next show. <laughs> people have asked that it's on like Netflix, okay. and like so maybe we'll consider it. You guys maybe should we'll vote and going. tell us. Just keep going. Yeah, we can keep going. Keep the same name because it'll be about <laughs> You're Suzanne. Right. You're so right. Oh my <laughs> so god. After season seven, we'll just have another season of this other show. <laughs> it's a plan. Oh my jeez. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Charlene's on the phone, and she's like, she and Mary Jo came up with this, but like she's kind of you know back trying to back out of it she's mm-hmm. like yeah you know julie's just not the type to appreciate a strip tease birthday gram no she's not real big on wiggling that's the part that killed me wiggling <laughs> <Crack> me up <laughs> wiggling um mary joe comes in uh and uh explains like this gag that is going to come up for the next 45 minutes <laughs> Apparently, Quint left a squirt gun in the car, and she just has an urge to use it. So she yeah. pulls it. I have a gif of this. She pulls it out oh, of her good. purse and starts uh, spraying Charlene with the squirt gun. Yeah. And Charlene's, like, running around, and they're being very silly. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I just, I thought I've got to shoot somebody with this. And <laughs> then I thought of you, and I started driving faster. That's so cute. And so they start talking about how uh, Mary Jo's life has changed recently because Claudia's gone to college now mm-hmm. and she feels kind of sad, but also she feels a little carefree. It's like a second childhood mm-hmm. and she's decided to, to quit worrying if she's going to find the man of her dreams or if being a single parent has scarred her, scarred her children for life. And she's like, well, they turn out to be serial killers, then I'll just be the mother of serial killers. That's such a good way to think well, of it. Because <laughs> you can't You've done what you it. can. Yeah. And she's out in the world, and you've prepared her for life, mm-hmm. and now you gotta let her live it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlene, again, can't believe that Mary Jo talked her into hiring a male stripper for Julia, because she's definitely not gonna be into it. No. And Mary Jo's like, no, I just, you know, I wanted something completely out of character. It's not gonna be a happy birthday for her. And this is the part where she says, you know, with Reese, quote unquote, gone. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne in Japan, uh, she just thought they should do something completely outrageous. Mm-hmm. And Charlene says, well, I think a stranger in a leotard, a leopard, leotard, in a leopard jock strap is gonna not cheer her up. I don't think that's no, gonna happen. <laughs> no. And Leslie, um, nowadays, they get straight up naked if they're in someone's house. Ew. I know. Like, you have to, you have to watch because I don't know. 
if this is the way anymore, but like I have had people who've had them like come to their house, like male, I don't know about female, but male ones. And they'll just be like, they are like naked. Like it is not cute. I wish you could see my face right now. Like it's very Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Wait, do you mean from that gif? I show her. (laughs) Yeah. Where it's like him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it that yeah, one? Yeah, he's got like the surge, the surgery mask on or whatever. Oh wait, that one. Oh, I'm making a note right now that we can remember to put it in. Yeah, put it in the show, show notes. notes. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, but why? Gift. <laughs> Here we go. It's cool, cool. a good one. Good. <laughs> um, ooh, that's not a pretty picture. Anyway, sorry. Got it. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. the wire fell out of the bottom of my microphone. Oh. So anyway, uh, we were talking about uh, their night out and mm-hmm. the like, squirt gun and the continuity mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, Carlene starts talking about how much she loves Julia because she's just so articulate. Yeah. How she could be a spokesmodel on Star Search. She's that got it all. Up. Beauty, poise, all. and effective speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, who, wait, they start. They start singing happy birthday to you and Julia comes in like, yes. And she's like not having it. Like, she no, interrupts I thought we decided this is yeah, not happening. It's not. <laughs> nope. But they keep singing and then they change the tune to happy, happy birthday, Julia. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, nope, I hope this concludes the celebration. Um, I'm done. And Mary Jo points out how Oof. she doesn't appreciate her birthday behavior. And then she squirts Julia with a water gun. So and I funny. guess, I don't know if she's like imitating Marlena Dietrich or... Oh. I didn't understand the reference, but it Wait, sounded which way? when she's like, well, maybe she could be convinced to like celebrate or something like she's walking oh. over, like pulling out the water gun and she's saying something and she's trying to say it with an accent and she oh. has this swagger. And I was like, yeah, I, don't I didn't understand, understand the that either. You're right. Got it. Got it. It's a yeah. bad impression of whoever it is she's <laughs> trying to imitate. But I, I got maybe like really Rude. poor like Dietrich vibes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> poor Dietrich. Poor man's Dietrich. <laughs> Hashtag oh, poor Dietrich vibes. Um, oh my, that's good. And so shortly thereafter, there's been a commercial break. Um, they're sitting on the couch, and Charlene just I can't believe that Julia won't let them do anything for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about all this other stuff, and somehow they get on designers. And Carlene says that she heard ralph lauren isn't even gay that he has a wife and kids and everything I didn't so like realize that was a thing i, I, don't, I don't i didn't know nothing about that <laughs> yeah yeah um apparently julia knows about the stripper gram because she starts saying how mm-hmm. she doesn't want it and describing it in detail and they're mm-hmm. like how do you know about that and she points out that she saw the card on mary joe's desk mm-hmm. the card was for birthday hunk grams wet mm. wild and naked Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and she's she's like she wants Mary Jo to cancel this, and Mary Jo mm-hmm. throws Charlene under the bus and was like, "Well, actually, she's the one who called them." Mm-hmm. Um, Julia is in a mood; she is uh, no intentions of celebrating her birthday, while a sweaty Neanderthal gyrates what is probably a rolled up sock in her face. Oh my gracious, that's a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carlene says again, "I just love the way she talks. <laughs> it's so cute." <laughs> Um, Charlene cannot cancel it seems The line is busy no, She will try she again later in this scene And it will still be busy um, yes. And they're like we just didn't want you to be depressed You know with Suzanne moving to Japan um, And then they talk about They're like yeah why did she move anyway And they're like yeah she's attracted to the economy There's a large elderly population 
And Suzanne has dated most of the men in this country. Oh, my God. This felt extra awkward to me because there have been plenty of times when, like, Suzanne's just not there. Yeah. And they, and when she had Dutch Elm's disease and everything right. like that. Or, like, Charlene <laughs> stuck at the R- DMV. DMV forever. The DMV forever. Like, they don't really get into it. So it felt a little like forced or something that they yeah. just keep talking like they're about. They're trying like, to get it out of the way. They're trying to make sure people know like she's gone. Like yeah, she's like she not come back. coming back. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like sad, but also, yeah, like you mentioned, like awkward and I don't know, mm-hmm. forced. Mm-hmm. And then Carlene's like, she dated Hirohito, didn't she? And Charlene's like, no, Jeez. it was a nephew of him. He is dead. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo's like, well, that never stopped Suzanne in the past. Oh my gosh. Da-da-da. And then, um, Carlene points out that Mary Jo is such a wit again. She loves her mm-hmm. wit. She loves Julie's diction. Um, mm-hmm. And then they explain like what happened and how Allison is Julia's cousin who bought out Suzanne and how she sees it as just an investment. Like she doesn't want to work here. She'll drop in, check on things in a few weeks, you know, go on about her business. They can do what they want and they have this new cash flow mm-hmm. through the business and it's going to be great. Um, and uh, they're talking about, you know, all the stuff they're going to do. And Carlene's like, man, the longer I stay here, the more I think being Mrs. Dwayne Dauber isn't all it was cracked up to be. Oh. And uh, Rusty is here, the electrician yeah. with the giant uh, crack. Mm-hmm. And he's got to do, he's kind of install like a new circuit breaker for something that's just like dead. I and love how well, it's like, look, we're not going to have Suzanne, but there is a beloved character that we're going to throw this your guy way. That you, know this guy. Love. you may remember from one episode, perhaps like three seasons ago. But um, people were excited. They cheered when he went out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. very excited. That, is it just because uh, they're back. excited he was there? Oh, my God. So <laughs> uh, and Carlene actually thought he was the stripper. Mm hmm. And then Mary Jo's like, hey, can you check the socket on the floor next to the door? So and he bends over and she, like, pulls out her water gun. And Julia's no. like, no. She's like, no. She, like, no. slaps her hand out and she's like, Rusty, never mind. We'll just put a kerosene lamp there. Like, you're fine. That's so funny. Um, the phone rings. Charlene answers it. It's Bill. Something super exciting has happened. She's, like, losing her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets off the phone and she's like, guess what? And Carlene's like, you're going to have another baby. That was hilarious. Let's, let's think about no. that for a second. Would no. she need Bill to call her? Yeah, I think tell she would her know. That's the situation. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> uh, she's going to meet the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently the Queen wants to have an audience with a bunch of uh, Royal Air Force people who fought in the Gulf War from different countries and Bill was chosen. And so she and Carlene are like freaking out. And then Anthony comes in in a suit. Anthony looking dapper. Fancy. So fancy. He's fancy this whole episode. He's always in a suit this episode. And I like it. He looks really good in a suit. And he's like in a tux in the opening theme or something. Yeah. Yeah. Super fancy. So the thing. Oh, did I tell you? What? Sorry. Sorry to be a jerk. I kind of. Since we're talking about Anthony. Remember where you are in the script notes because oh, I got a he's buried, I think, here in what? Los Angeles, but I can't figure out if that is exactly correct. And I wanted oh. to like kind of poll our listeners if there's anyone that has like gone like, you know, grave site hunting before or whatever that I think he's in a particular um, ugh, I looked up that supposedly he was buried in 
in a particular cemetery here that's near Griffith Park, where oh, wow. um, a lot of like big names are. And I was going through all the names of where the people are, and like the, I, I did find a um because I thought it'd be so cool. Excuse me for me to go before yeah. I leave, um and visit his gravesite. But um and like and I went to the here's the funny thing, the uh cemetery has like a like a um. A search engine basically to look oh, for like wow. graves or whatever and i picked people that i know are buried there like famously like i th- like maybe betty davis is there i can't remember or, or joan crawford i know that's crazy to, to get them like whatever but i knew it was one that like matt my my friend matt really likes <laughs> and that we've seen a lot of movies of but i can't remember who it is um that has like a like a like a very famous kind of like tomb mm-hmm. that's in this park and like i looked her up and they were like no this she's not buried here so apparently it's like no they do that you know to like be protective of people and that type of thing but if we have any listeners that are like we know how to find out where a celebrity is buried and that type of stuff then they can help me to uh maybe find his grave um, so that I can go yeah, visit and share the experience with people. Um, if, if, I mean, I would do it, of course, very respectful. I'm a freaking chaplain. I very much respect death and life and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't be gross about it. Um, but anyway, you brought that up. So I was trying to, yeah. like a couple weeks ago, I was trying to do this like search and then I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out where to go. It's huge cemetery. So I would be in trouble <laughs> if I can't mm-hmm. figure out even like what part of the if i figure out because it's kind of broken up in like almost like five sections if i can find that out then maybe that can work but anyway i wanted to yeah. kind of put that out into one of our episodes so people can help us find so if any um, of you have a very special set of skills said in know, liam neeson voice that i'm not going to imitate please let us know yeah exactly because i feel like we have i bet we have people who have like looked have looked up people themselves and like visited grave sites and that type of stuff yep yeah Okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. So Anthony shows up in a suit looking fine. In a suit. Fine. <laughs> he has uh, leased or rented. He's renting Suzanne's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. She has told him this is cool. She even has a letter if anybody has questions. Mm-hmm. He's renting her house. And um, he, she's had the phone cut off because they've been Rude. trying to call him. He's been trying to call them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> has not worked. She got the phone cut off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I guess she figures if she isn't there to make a phone call, nobody else needs to make one either. Jeez. And they're like, no worries. We'll call the phone company. We'll have a turn back on, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he's been trying to call them because Allison is here. Um, yeah. It's not just a vacation. She's early. No. And she's moving back to Atlanta. Yeah. She rolled in at 5 a.m. Um, Ridiculous. And Anthony was walking around in his quote unquote jockey shorts, according to her. And she called so the police funny. on him. Mm-hmm. And that's how he knew it was Suzanne's cousin because she called yeah. the police on him. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, Allison is also going to lease the house, and Suzanne got confused, and so now they're both have like rental agreements. Yeah. But Allison's copy is notarized, and like it supersedes his because wow. she's very obviously family. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then she asked Anthony to rub her feet. Mm-mm. No. And it's just a very weird encounter we can just um, tell that she is suzanne's replacement yeah. and her cousin exactly <laughs> mary is yeah. like i don't like the sound of this foot rubbing request and anthony's like yeah well i didn't much like doing it so <laughs> i'm sure he did not and julia's like this is ridiculous like she's a tiny wisp of a girl she weighs 100 pounds she looks like tinkerbell and anthony's Aww. like yeah but she acts like leona helmsley mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> then somebody comes in a very handsome young man 
Uh, and he says he has a delivery for Julia. <laughs> you sound like 85. A very <laughs> handsome young man. He is. He's, he's You're very so like cute. clean cut, all American looking white boy or whatever. He is built like a brick house too. Yeah. And Julia's like, uh-uh. If you think you're going to come in here and sing happy birthday to me and rip your clothes off, no. This is not happening. So I've seen enough backsides for one day. Shout out mm-hmm. to Rusty. And mm-hmm. he's like, um, I'm just here to deliver a desk. And mm-hmm. Julia's like, oh, sorry. I thought you were somewhere else. And the dude's like, yeah, I got that feeling. So he walks out. The guys bring in this giant ornate desk that looks like the dining room table from Queen Victoria or something. Like, Come on. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And Mary Jo says, well, for someone who isn't going to be working here, Tinkerbell sure has a big desk. Hey, take a drink for the sh- uh, title of the episode. Oh, <laughs> being said, <laughs> if you're playing a drinking game. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and then we cut to a little bit later and there's this giant chair that goes with the desk and Julia mm-hmm. comments that it is not a chair. It's a throne. Mm-hmm. And Anthony's like, oh, well, if you think that's big, you should see her Rolodex. It looks like a Ferris wheel. And it does. We see it later. We do see it later. And then she comes in this tiny person wearing a, a plaid jacket, mm-hmm. uh, which is I like the jacket. Yes. Like giant gold buttons and, uh, you know, a sensible black skirt. And they're like, oh, hey, and then they hug or whatever, Julie and Allison, because they're cousins. And Allison mm-hmm. asks um, about Julia's health, very, like, I don't know, with airs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then Julia introduces Mary Jo, and she's like, oh, what do you do? And she's like, I'm an interior design consultant. Mm-hmm. And she's holding her squirt gun, and then Allison points out that <laughs> it's <was> leaking. <laughs> and then she introduces Charlene and Carlene and Olivia. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Allison is immediately concerned that Olivia is there. There's a baby and there, yeah. Charlene's like, I mean, she mostly stays upstairs. I bring her to work every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Allison's like, well, let's just put that on the back burner for now. Oh, no. And then she looks around. And she's like, oh, you know, this place isn't bad. There's new paint and some carpeting. Like, I'm glad I wasn't swindled, especially since I put together the funding for this acquisition all by myself. And Carlene uh-huh. immediately, without missing a beat, is like, I thought your daddy bought it for you. And then Anthony Ooh. lets out one of his nervous laughs, and it's hilarious. Ooh. Yep. And Allison's like, yeah, well, he was my primary lender, and without him, I wouldn't have been able to gain controlling interest. And uh-huh. she is, like, all about this controlling interest. Like, she is here to yep. take over. Yeah. Um, and Julia's like, look, you know, Suzanne I don't didn't get do a- that at all. Like, so she no. has bought Suzanne's shares, and Suzanne did none of that. Did not care. Yeah, she, yeah, not at all. Um, and Julia's like, you know, I don't want to get off on the wrong foot here, but controlling interest sounds very strong. You bought mm-hmm. Suzanne's share. Like, that's what mm-hmm. happened. And Allison's like, well, we could take that up at the first board meeting. Um, and Julia points out that, like, she thought Allison wasn't interested in working here. Like, just, you know, a silent partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Allison says, well, she never really thought about moving back, but, you know, she made it in New York, and so it's time to go home, and I thought, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. And Carlene's like, I guess you are aware that that's, like, you know, actually a song. A song? You didn't didn't make that up. so cute. And Julia says she was under the impression that Allison was only coming for a visit, and she would have appreciated, like, letting them know. And she said, oh, Suzanne didn't tell y'all anything. And mm-hmm. no. And apparently she worked for someone named Mario Borta, who I guess is a big name. They were, um, they responded. It seemed like they it was, did. they were they well known. So, um, yeah, she says he was her mentor. He is also known as the Prince of Chintz, 
which is very mm-hmm. early 90s, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Julia points out that, like, they are not set up for a desk like the one she brought in. No. And she says, well, I air expressed it from New York, so I don't know where else I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And Julia says, well, perhaps Mount Vernon or Versailles. <laughs> Versailles, that killed me. <laughs> um, and then they... Anthony, the thing about Anthony comes in and she walks over to start making her herbal tea that she brought with her that she needs. Yes. And Anthony's standing there and she's like, you know, even though I called the police on you, it's in no way racially motivated. Um, I consider myself a member of the New South and at Wellesley I had many, many black friends. Oh my God. Um, Here's the key to your uh, room at the Handy Hobo Motel. It's just down the street from Suzanne and I sent your clothes there in a taxi. Mm -mm. And Anthony is done. He's done. So like, where Suzanne like blatantly makes comments like Allison is like, it's like one of those people who's like, yeah, like racist, but says they're not. And like very mm-hmm. over the top about quote unquote, like not being racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony's done. He mm-hmm. he's like, look, I carried your bags in and I told you you could stay in the guest room until you got on your feet, but you've gone too far. So I'll be going to the Happy Hobo Motel. And when I get back from there, I'll be taking your things to the Howard Johnson's. Mm. And she's like, that's ridiculous. What would someone like me do at the Howard Johnson's? And Anthony said, I don't care as far as I'm concerned. You can eat fried clams until you pop. <laughs> <laughs> and Julia's like, look, I know you just got here, but I have a strong feeling this is not going this is not going well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm having a wonderful time. Let's oh, okay. talk about how we can be more professional and well-presented. Pres- well um, uh-huh. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but someone is wearing an awfully offensive cologne. Jeez. Also, you shouldn't bring relatives to work. Like She's just, like attacking Charlene. Yep. And she's like, what is she doing? And Carlene is laying on the couch because she's having cramps. She's having and cramps. She's, poor thing. And she's like, well, actually, at home, they call it FTS, fixing to start. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And when it starts, you say your cousin's visiting. So I thought it was funny when Anthony said that Julia's cousin <laughs> was visiting. I figured Julia was fixing to start, and then you showed up. Mm-hmm. Like a period of a person. Like a, yeah. And they're like, well, what? <laughs> she's like, well, what is she doing here? And they say that Carlene is helping them file invoices, and she's keeping Olivia. And she's like, yeah, I even have decorator experience. Mm-hmm. And Allison asks what her credentials are. And she says, I worked at Ray Fladbow's Ozark Furniture. Where for mm. over 50 years, he's supplied all of Southeast Missouri with its furniture and decorative ex- decorative accessory needs. Sorry, that was a long mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then uh, Allison points out again that Charlene should leave the baby at home. And she's like, look, I've brought her here every day since she was born. Yeah. It's, I'm not leaving her at home. And Allison's like, well, why? Don't tell me you're breastfeeding because... Oof. Even I know you can Federal Express that. What? Oh, what from her does house? That mean? What does that, that mean? None of that makes any <laughs> sense. No. And then she insults Charlene and Olivia. She's like, "And that baby is large. She should be weaned by now." Jeez. And I was like, "Weaned? What is this wild kingdom?" Mm-hmm. And then Allison's like, "Well, if somebody ha- something happens to the child in this workplace, the rest of us can be sued." And Charlene's like, "Y'all, that's no. I'm not going to uh... sue anybody." And uh, Allison calls her Darlene like repeatedly throughout the entire episode. In like the entire episode, it drove me so nuts. I couldn't handle it. She's like, "Well, what about in ten years when you know your whatever happens?" And then Charlene stands up and she's like, "Done." She's like, "Had this." And then Allison like kind of rears back and she's like, "You're so tall. I hope you're not wearing heels to work. It'll intimidate the customers." Rude. 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 I was also like, "Damn, she really is tall, though." 
Yeah, she's very tall. <laughs> Allison is really tiny, and Charlene she's is tall. so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought about you when this happened because she starts okay. passing out beepers to everyone. I know, me too. <laughs> For people who don't know, I have a pager at work. That's how people get the chaplain. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, and oh, no. So she got them pagers so they can all be electronically linked. Ugh. And Mary Jo says, I don't want to be electronically linked. Mm-hmm. Can we just get like cowbells or something? <laughs> um, and Allison's like, oh, you should leave that squirt gun at home. Or at least downsize it. You could probably trade with the other children in the neighborhood. And then Mary Jo wow. squirts her with a bunch of water. <laughs> Yeah, she does as she walks away, and then she's like, oh, I was just trying to get that plant right there. Yeah. And she actually does shoot the plant really well. I love how there's real water in there. The, in there. The, the antipasta is just shooting people. She's shooting people with water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Julia points out that they like the environment to feel at home because it is her home. Yes. And Allison's like, well, not really. When you step out of that bottom stair in the morning, you're at Sugar Baker's, and I'm the new sheriff. Uh-uh. I don't understand what? none of this. She's got like a Napoleon complex, which is Ugh. not actually well named because Napoleon wasn't that short. But, <laughs> like, no. And Julia's like, well, for somebody who just rode into town 10 minutes ago, you're about to get your butt blown out of here. <laughs> and Julia's like, Julia, I can't believe you said that word. Mm-hmm. Julia's yeah. like, well, you're about to hear me say a few more words you've never, I've never said before. But before I do, mm-hmm. please excuse me. I have an appointment with our attorney. Mm-hmm. And Allison's like, see, that's professional. She has an appointment with her attorney, but she's doing it on her lunch hour. Oh, my God. No. And so as a segue into her next thing, she says, and by the way, there will be no unexcused absences and all approved absences must be submitted in writing a week prior. Mm. For example, I know I won't be here on September 28th because I have a bridesmaid's dress fitting for Marla Maple's wedding. I guess that person. Is Who is that? I have yeah. No idea. Okay. I'm no like, idea. I'm, I'm gonna look them up while you're talking because okay. I meant to do that earlier. And they're just staring at her. They're like, "What?" And she's like, "Hello, Marla Maples." And Caroline's like, "Oh no, I know who she is. I just don't have a lot of faith that that wedding's gonna come off." So apparently, uh, she was famous for like drama or something. Oh, she was an actress. Okay, and she was also the only American wife of Donald Trump. Oh, but, oh, but in 1993. Three. So oh. they weren't married yet, but it looks like she, that was part of the. That's part of Carlene's joke. Yeah, about that. that she doesn't think the marriage will last, and I think that that's that's part of it that she got it married and divorced a lot. I went, yeah. I guess because she's marrying Donald Trump, so she's like, I don't think that wedding is. Oh, because yes, yeah, yeah. She's best known for her marriage to Donald. That Trump. sucks. Can she be known oh, for something else that, that, that she, she did that was cool? Poor lady. Um, that the relationship actually happened when he was with Ivana. Of course it did. And um, so that's what it is. Is it's just like an absolute mess. So that's weird, isn't that weird? That, that is like she's very talking about weird. Maples is the part of, but like this is actually Donald Trump's wedding. She's talking about ooh. Yeah creepy (laughs) to talk about Uh, this i'm glad i looked that up to like i'm glad you did like i wish she could be known for something else yeah Mm. jeez all right then all right and then charlene's like well i'll be out the last week of october because i'm gonna be meeting the queen of england Mm -hmm. (laughs) much cooler um and then after all this the stripper comes in looking for mrs sugar baker <laughs> and allison says well i'm miss sugar baker can i help you mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. starts oh they all know he puts he sets up lighting 
and the theme so from 2001 a space odyssey starts playing so good and what he like world? rips his shirt off and then his pants and then like the theme from 2001 turns into do you love me by the contour contours yes. and he's yeah. just like dancing and gyrating on her i got the best gif of him oh, just God, like twerking so- on her <laughs> I was hoping you would, and you did, and it's great. He looks a little bit like Fabio or something. He, he does. Long hair. He looks like he actually is like a um a bodybuilder. Yes, you know, like the way his yeah. legs are. It's I'm like, like you're not a stripper. You're like a like a weightlifter. Who yeah, like, you know, is in competitions and stuff. Yep. And so the good. ladies are just like losing their minds. I got a great <gasps> gift from the couch. Charlie did you get the gifts? Out. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the guy picks her up, picks up Allison, like, spins her around because she's so tiny. Mm-hmm. So tiny. And then um, Mary Jo goes over and she's like, happy birthday. And then she starts <laughs> dancing, too. No. Uh, so, so Horrible. Horrible. Um, and then we cut to later, mm-hmm. which is, like, probably, I think it's the, it's the next day because, yeah, there have been outfit changes. And Allison says that this current list of design projects that Mary Jo was working on is incomplete. And she asks her why that is. And Mary Jo says, well, she had to find and try a new plaque fighting kit on her dog last night. Brownie. She's always talking about Brownie. We've never seen Brownie. Final, I want to see I know, the dog. I know. I thought that too. I, I just want to see the puppy. Alive? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says that it took longer than she thought. And Allison's like, that's an inappropriate response. And Mary Jo's like, I don't know. The the vet said that his gums were receding. It seemed pretty important. <laughs> that took me a minute. That was like, oh, response to the gum, to the plaque, I mean. Oh, got and it. And then Mary Jo brings up how she just got cable this week. And she can't believe they have nude stock car racing on there. That's a lie. But That's also, a damn lie. That's a damn lie. And also, she can't believe that she stayed up all night watching it. And she's very tired. And so she's curling up on the couch, like, putting a blanket over herself as, like, Allison is talking about being unprofessional. It's very good. Um, but why would it? Why would it? They're in cars. Why would I it don't know. They're naked. And also the way they have to get into the car is like through the window. Yeah. That would not be fun for scraping your butt. No. It just seems unsafe. None of that's accurate. Maybe everyone else watching accurate. is naked. Maybe that's what it is. But Maybe otherwise. the spectators are naked. Yeah. yeah. That I'd understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then Allison gets snarky and she's like, I assume you meant your lips to be that color this morning. And Mary Jo's like, uh, yeah. Wow. And Allison's like, well, when there's a bird on someone's head, I just believe you should tell them. What does weirdest, that mean? Weirdest what, she says like three times. Like, what I'm going to start that using it. Mm, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? It's a bird on someone's head. It's a bird, bird on, on your, your head. head. <laughs> oh, <the> poops. Jeez. <laughs> weirdo. Absolute weirdo. Weirdo. Oops. Um, yeah. And then Charlene and Carlene come in. And they went to the mall and Charlene had a picture of her whole family put on this giant button that she's going to wear when she meets the queen so that the queen can see her whole family. She is a precious human being. So classic. Serve her. Love it. We do not. Um, And Mary Jo's like, well, it'll certainly set you apart from the crowd. And Allison is super condescending and says that that will not impress the queen of England uh, having a big old soup bowl on your breast with 49 hicks on it. Uh, Wow. You can tell she's related to Suzanne. Yes. Um, And they were talking about, like, what Charlene is going to say to the Queen. And she said that she and Carlene were watching this Joanne Woodward movie last night. Oh, and yeah, there I was totally this... missed that part. Oops. Yeah, she said like the <laughs> title of the movie, and then she said there's a scene. I didn't catch the title, but there's oh, a scene man. where Joanne Woodward says, "My heart is full," and that's what she wants to say when she meets Aww. the Queen. 
And uh, Allison is immediately like, that would be inappropriate. It's cred- incredibly stupid. Shut oh, up. You're incredibly, you're incredibly stupid. stupid. <laughs> Jinx married. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carlin's like, well, I think the queen will get a kick out of it. Yeah. And Allison says, well, if you're helping on embarrassing the United States, why don't you just wear a dodo on your head and be done with it? What is this? And Mary Jo's like, you really have a thing about people having stuff on their heads, don't you? Like, what? Also, like, you can't fit a dodo on someone's head. Also, Also, they're they're extinct. extinct. (laughs) (laughs) This is so dumb. They're extinct, (laughs) and you can't put one on your head. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Like a parrot, yes. Maybe a parrot. But otherwise, leave it. And then Carlene's like, no, but the great thing about Charlene is you can take her anywhere. She's always been the most sophisticated person in our family and the best cheerleader to Uh walk the halls of Pablo Bluff High School. She Mm -hmm. just had so much passion. And when she, I still don't know what she yells. Like I listened to it three times, but her accent and the way she, it's go something. (laughs) I don't know what she said, but she said, it just gave her chills. I love how you busted. I still don't know what she said because I, I had the same reaction. I was like, well, we'll let that go because that's not discernible so, at all. I so don't know what you're talking know about, what lady. She's talking about what did she scream? <laughs> I maybe I'll figure it out if I really try, but you said you listened to it three times. Like three so times. I, don't know. And I still don't know. <laughs> yeah. But she like looks at Charlene and like she wants to do this cheer and so they do the cheer and I had to find a special website to upload a six and a half megabyte gift to. Did you do so it? That oh we my could, yeah, I found it. So we can look wow. to it. Wow, that's because Tumblr only commitment. lets you do like three. <laughs> that's commitment. Thanks, I try. Um, yeah. So they do this cheer and it's amazing. Um, and then of course Allison calls her Darlene again. It's not her I name. Punch her in her face. And she says, she probably Olivia. has a sister named Darlene, but probably. it's not her. It's not her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Allison says she's in direct violation of the baby code. And Charlene's like, well, not going to leave her at home. No nope. girl. Bye. <laughs> and she doesn't say that. But that's no, <laughs> she's the first one to say it. <laughs> and uh, Anthony comes in and he's in another suit. And mm-hmm. he says that he did not appreciate his stuff on the front lawn this morning. And Allison says that she did not appreciate the die fascist pig note he left in her pajama wow. pocket. And he's wow. like, I didn't do that. And then mm-hmm. she was like, oh, well, I guess that was somebody else. Wow. <laughs> There's more than one person who put that in her PJ pocket. Where is, um, where is the, where, who is it? Consuela? Where's Consuela? I'd where love for her is to she? deal with this. <laughs> she, she in Japan be. with Suzanne? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Oh my God. Could you imagine them in Japan together? Oh man. Can we get a spinoff? <laughs> wow. Oh man. Um, and then Anthony says, I don't know if you saw that movie War of the Roses, but it's about this couple getting a divorce and neither will leave until they destroy the house piece by piece, brick by mm-hmm. brick. If that's mm-hmm. what happens with us, it just has to happen. I'm not moving out. And the next time you want pantyhose, just go get them yourself. <laughs> Why is he still doing things to her? I know he can't help it. He's so nice. <laughs> he just can't. He likes powerful women asking him to do things. I know. And then Charlene's like, wow, I never saw Anthony so mad. And Mm. Allison's like, oh, well, he always acts that way around me. I sent him out for ice cream last night and he practically threw the change at me. Yeah. Because he went out and got it. I mean, is it like super racist that she's asking a black man to do stuff for her? Is that what this is? That he's like a servant in her head? I guess. Oh, gross. I'm so disgusted. I thought it was for a second. I was like, he's just nice. So he is nice, maybe that was but it, but I think she's probably she's just poorly. racist and horrible. Probably. Oh, okay. And then Julia comes in with like, 
I thought it was groceries, but it's like stuff from the attorney's office, but it's in like grocery bags. But it's um, also groceries, I think. Is it also groceries? Okay. It looks like there's <laughs> papers on top. Because, no, because I don't know. Yeah, I think she's carrying both because okay. I, was, I laughed that it was a paper bag, right? And I laughed. I was like, only on TV do they the grocers fill up the bag all the way that to the full. top so you can see that there are groceries in there. And there's yeah. like a tub of something, probably cottage okay. cheese because of the time period and how scary she is. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like a tub of something and the papers. And I was like, this is the weirdest. A lot this is not real happening. life at all. <laughs> it's not. And then Allison's like, the next time you go see your lawyer on company time, it's going on your permanent record. Who's re- who's holding, her house, what bitch? Is this record do? What is this record? You are in her house. Yeah. And Julia says, well, Allison, just so you know, the next time you speak to me in that tone of voice, you're going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> And then they asked Julie what happened, and she's like, the attorney said a deal is a deal. There's nothing we can do um, yeah. in regards to the current situation. Yeah. Um, Rusty comes in to install the new circuit breaker. Obviously, everyone <laughs> is mad about this situation. And so Mary Jo takes the opportunity. Well, first, Allison asks, who authorized this mm-hmm. um, replacing of the circuit breaker? And mm-hmm. Julie's like, uh, Rusty is our electrician. I authorized it. And then Allison's mm-hmm. like, well, before you do anything, I want a written estimate, blah, blah, blah. And Mary Jo's like, hey, Rusty, we got a bad plug I'd like you to look at first. It's oh on the floor gosh. over there right across from Allison's desk. Mm-hmm. And Charlene's like, good idea. And she's like, oh, Rusty, it's warm in here. Let me take your coat for you. And Mary Jo's like, yeah, let me let me help. I'll help you. And then Mary Jo starts singing That's Amore. Because I don't really like, understand what when the moon the, hits your moon, eye. the moon, yeah. the moon. Yeah, I was it. like, I don't. Is it pizza? Is it or a piece of pie or what is it? Like, oh, it's the moon because of butt. And then butt he immediately bends down. Allison gets a full moon view of his. It's butt. so good. It's hilarious. And, uh, yeah, uh, Allison's like done. But then we cut to like slightly later, and they're just talking, talking, talking. And Allison's like, enough, you know, I can't stand anymore. This incessant, meaningless conversation. What if a customer came in um, because uh, Carlene had talked about something, about somebody cockfighting in their house or something. I don't know. It was oh, very yeah. convoluted to yeah. not write it down. Um, no. And But Allison's like, don't you think it's inappropriate if you're talking about cockfighting and somebody comes in? Mm-hmm. And she's like, also, don't you think it's inappropriate this man doesn't have a belt? Talking about Rusty. He does. He has a very big belt that's pulling yes. down his pants. Yeah, his why. pants are just too tiny. That's part of the problem. <laughs> tiny pants. <laughs> These are the tiniest pants anyone ever wore. And then um, Allison calls Carlene Mrs. Rogers because of her good nature, like, but in a demeaning way. Oh yeah. And she's like, don't you know that many intelligent people equate being happy all the time with being stupid? That's what? so horrible. Do you think but about true. things before you say them? No, she doesn't. And Carlene says, well, I know I'm not stupid because I've been tested. And Charlene's and me are like, what kind of test? <laughs> yeah, I cannot believe she said that. And she's like, you know those tests they give you in school? I figured if I was stupid, it'd show up. Aww. And if they didn't catch it then, I'd rather not know about it now. Aww. And then Allison pulls out someone else's lunch from the fridge, which is rude. Don't mm-hmm. touch other people's food. No. And she's like, whose beet sandwich is this? And Charlene's like, that's mine. And she's like, wait, did you say beet sandwich? I thought she said beet sandwich. Is that not what she <laughs> said? Babe, it's meat. Oh, meat. I thought she said beet. 
She was talking <laughs> so fast and she only said it once and like, I don't I judge know. what other people I, eat. I was going to let that go, but then I was like, no, we got to. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. A meat, a meat sandwich is a thing. A beet sandwich, I don't think that's a. <laughs> Why would you call it a, a meat sandwich? And I don't a know. Sandwich? I know. It's just a sandwich. It's so stupid. This that's why I thought sandwich. she said beet because like that's weirder <laughs> than like weird. turkey and cheese on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. You're, okay. You have a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad but also why is she no, clarifying that there's meat on the sandwich <laughs> but she calls oh, it me. a lumberjack lunch and she yeah. asks her doesn't she think like a small container of pasta is more in line with their image who gives a crap so then i get does charlene tell her to go meet herself because like oh. her response is like go beat yourself but maybe she said meet herself I don't know. Shit, she says Leslie. Go whatever. I thought she, she said, said meat. Herself. She didn't say beat, did she? I don't know. That would be weird. I thought, I thought that, that was. Beat. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, now I was giggling because I was thinking of the idea of a beat sandwich, but now I'm saying what she didn't say. Go meet herself, but maybe she, maybe did. she did. Maybe none of this makes any sense. I'm so we'll, sorry. We'll watch it again. Know. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll Jeez. clarify. I'll turn oh the volume gosh. all the way up. Oh my gosh. Put on your headphones. <laughs> Figure out what she says earlier. <laughs> Makes no sense. So then Allison's beeper starts going off and she doesn't mm-hmm. know the number. So she calls it back and it's Julia who has yeah. paged her from her desk 10 feet away. <laughs> 10 feet away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, I'm calling to tell you there's a huge bird on your head mm-hmm. and it's not just any bird. We're talking giant whooping crane. Mm-hmm. Now I'm speaking on the phone because it is not my wish to annihilate you here in front of this small group of people. I would mm-hmm. like to embarrass and annihilate you in front of 70,000 people at Fulton Stadium. <laughs> so I'm telling you now, you can either quit or I can kill you. <laughs> that was so funny. I did not expect her to say, or I can kill around. you. <laughs> all right, here we go. So Allison puts the phone down. She's like, all right, you win. I quit. Just buy me out at a small profit to be determined later. And she was like, I don't know why I tried to come here and do this. I knew it wouldn't work out. Like, nothing ever works out mm. for some unexplainable reason. Like, people just won't give me my due. And Charlene's like, well, maybe if you weren't so. And then Mary Jo immediately says obnoxious. Yeah. <clears throat> and Allison says, I don't think I'm obnoxious. I mm. think I'm a sincere and a hardworking person. And people just don't see that. And Charlene's like, maybe that's because what you really are is. And Mary Jo says obnoxious again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Allison's like, even my love life is a joke. I've only ever seen one man naked, which we didn't need to know about oh, that. Oh, we did. Oh, my. Oh, my. Um, Wait, I think she says before yesterday, meaning the stripper. She'd oh, only yeah. seen one man naked, too. <laughs> to clarify that, uh, you know, they're giving her new life experiences. Yeah. And then Julia's mm-hmm. like, well, let's hope this concludes the morning's getting to know you session. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking about Randy, who she dated in high school, and how he refused to grow up, and how one summer he went to space camp, and then he kept going, and then once he got too old to go, he sued them. It was very embarrassing. Wow. And Curleen says, I know. I don't think, I've hard. learned from the movie Stranger Than Fiction, you're never too old for space camp, so. There you go. Holes in that plot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. And then Carlene says, I know, sometimes it can be hard to stand by your man. And then uh, Allison's like, yeah, and Darlene's going to see the queen again. It's not, it's never been her name. Never been um, Darlene. And she's like, why doesn't that happen to me? I'm the one who went to finishing school. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And Mary Jo says, well, I wouldn't worry too much about getting to meet the queen. After all, you know, the Prince of Chintz. 
Mm-hmm. And Allison says that turns out she didn't really know him. She worked there as a secretary in the towel subsidiary for two days. Wow. But she couldn't tell her parents about her real job and it because it was beneath her educational background. Mm-hmm. And Carlene's like, Oh, hooker. Yeah, <laughs> that me. No, so I was good. a seeing eye person for a blind lady who is allergic to dogs. To dogs. Oh my goodness. And she points she says, and I was good at it too. And she starts talking uh-huh. about all the stuff she did. And Charlene's like, oh, well, why did you quit? And she's like, I didn't. She fired me. I dyed her hair a terrible color and somebody told her about it. Do you have any idea what it's like to be let go from a position that was formerly held by a dog? <sighs> this woman is ridiculous. She's a little much. Um, she said that she thought this was her chance to come home and start over again. But guess, she guesses maybe she was trying too hard. Um, and she's like, do you think you give me a second chance? And all at once they're like, no. No. She's like, oh, you want some time to think about it? And they're like, no. No. And Charlene says, maybe Marla and Darla will give you a job. Like, you're going to be in the wedding. And she's like, no, Mm. actually, she just belongs to my health club. Like, she doesn't know them and is waiting for an invitation. I mean, the lies are just falling apart. All of it. And she's, like, bared her soul. And she thinks she should get a reward for being honest with them. No. Um, She shouldn't. Uh and Julia says, well, if we let you stay and we're not saying we will, would you stop pulling rank on us? Would you get off our backs and stop talking about all these things on our heads? Mm-hmm. And she's like, in theory, yeah. And Julia's like, okay, we need a minute. Will you excuse us? And uh, Carlene's like, yes, we will. And thank you so much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute to me. So adorable. And then Anthony comes out like right as they're deciding. And he's like, oh, good. I want to vote. No. Yep. <laughs> No, nope. and uh, Anthony says she's like kind of taunting her, and he's like, "I have an interest in this business too." Yeah, and Julia's like, "Okay, we're going to pretend to talk for forty-five seconds, and then we're going to tell her she's out." And Anthony's like, "Yes, wow. yes, yes!" He's so excited about this. Wow! And over on the other side of the room, she's like sobbing, like openly sobbing. And Anthony's like, "Oh, she sobs all the time. She sobbed this morning when I ate the last of the fruit." <laughs> and Charlene's like, "It's so pitiful, though. Like, what if she can't find another job?" And Anthony was like, I was out at 6 a.m. picking my underwear out of a mulberry bush. Don't tell me about pitiful. Mm. Um, and Charlene's like, what? You know, she doesn't think she can find another job. Like, she's, you know, we should help her or whatever. And Mary Jo's no. like, look, no. there's an opening in the pit of the nude stock car races. She can go work there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder if in the pit they're naked. I don't know. And then <laughs> Julia starts dangerous. Feeling- dangerous julia starts feeling a little sorry for her and she's like we are related and charlene's like maybe we should call the space camp guy to come and get her and like, <laughs> the space camp guy <laughs> why are we so nice like why can't we just be big mean business people like everyone else and then charlene looks at her and she's like that's why because she's still crying yeah um, and anthony's like no i'm gonna say no like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna speak for us and still have a piece of mulberry bush in my underwear it's real uncomfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he, he goes pulls over there. Those pants. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he starts trying to tell her, and then all he can come out with is she's on probation. Like he can't do yeah. it. And no. Mary Jo's like, "That's really good, Anthony." Um, or no, she said, "That's really good, you twenty-four hour uh, ice cream delivery man." Mm-hmm. And then Mary Jo is like, "Okay, but first of all, we're going to need you to step outside for a few minutes, just on the front porch. We'll tell you, we can come back in." Um, and Allison's like, you know, I'm really glad that you came to this decision so I don't have to sue you. Wow. That turned quick. That turned real quick. Um, and then, uh, she closes the door and Carlene's like, what are we going to do? Hide. 
just like no and she calls rusty and she's like all right pull your pants up we got some work to do she's like, oh my gosh decorate and so when yes. they bring allison back in she's like oh there's something different and like they mm-hmm. cut her desk clear down like two just, feet it's a tiny desk now yep and now she's perched on this big throne looking down at her desk and they're like what do you think mm-hmm. and uh charlene's like my heart is full <laughs> <laughs> and then they ask they ask what Allison thinks and she's like <clears throat> I don't mind this as long as you don't mind this and she pulls out Mary Jo's squirt gun which is weird it's in that desk because it's been on her person all day. Yeah, she even like, like had days. it like tucked in her like uh, kind yeah. of almost a belty loop area at exactly. one point. But then she starts chasing them and squirt them with the water gun and then we go to the credits and again it is the dude dancing and like picking her up from a wider oh my angle. God. Well, they paid him a lot. They need for him to be in more of the episode. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. That is how we kicked off season one. There we go. We're going to be getting in there. Suzanne is gone. We've got some new characters. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why Charlene leaves or like what the explanation is. So I'm intrigued to see that. Show explanation is. Yeah. Hmm. But they, I mean, but they've. Done. Sorry, I just stretched in the middle of my <laughs> sentence. It was so rude. But they, um, they uh, set up. So we have two characters that kind of take the place and are very, very similar, but different in a lot of ways. Not a lot of ways. Um, they're very, very similar in a lot of ways, but they um, are a little bit like more. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more of the things of who they're replacing, you know. I guess I don't know. I I trust actually both of um, uh, Julia Duffy and Jan Hooks to um, uh, add, you know, to the show as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, did you have a favorite outfit? I did. Did you have one? Um. Yeah. Did I have a couple? I think I. Oh, I saw. I see. Wow. I was like, why do I have two screen shots? Um. Did you want me to speak first? Either way, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. Because uh, because I know you sometimes have a few, so you're like wanting me to go, so you don't. Pick oh, and I just have one, but I didn't know. Oh, what is your one? Go ahead. So mine is Mary Jo's first outfit. Ah, yes, yes. When she comes in. It's like she has on this like so gold good. blouse, and then like mm-hmm. these sort of it's like overall culottes it is like overall that's exactly what i was gonna say to fill in what they're like yeah (laughs) so like yeah it's like the overalls but it's one piece so it's like a dress Mm -hmm. but it's culottes and it only comes to her knees and then she has black tights underneath it and her water gun almost matches her shirt and so i have two screenshots of like the full view with the tights and then i have one where she's in the chair with it stuck in her chest which i feel like should be a yes i wanted to get that screenshot i'm so glad you did yeah because this was almost the outfit i picked so i was like oh nice maybe and yeah so yeah i feel like this should be a boob count count because that's that's a boob count in her chest that That works what are your favorites Um, I liked, well, I liked a few. I also liked a, a later, um, the green outfit that Mary Jo had. But the one that I picked was um, Carlene's first outfit because it's so, like, sickingly cute that she's got this pink, like, uh, baby pink polo mm-hmm. underneath these, like, flowered overalls, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like, it's that like a onesie type of thing. Like, what is this? It's so cute. And the screenshot I picked was actually when, oh no, what is Charlene's daughter's name? Olivia. Olivia. When Olivia is on her lap and she's kind of like sitting with her. And Olivia has also kind of the same color scheme and like they're kind of overallsy too. And it's, <laughs> it's just so cute. 
and she was reminding me a little bit of my own uh, one of my cousins uh, to, that I was actually talking to earlier today um, mm-hmm. she does in her just her sweetness and it, it made me laugh because I'm pretty sure my cousin would have worn something like this when she was younger younger not like <laughs> as an adult um, so uh, I thought it was so early 90s and just yes. precious and she's the only one without crazy 90s hair too I just looked like everyone's yeah. hair is just like teased <coughs> out and she just has like mm-hmm. a bob and bangs <laughs> yeah she has normal just like her hair probably rather natural maybe it is blow dried but otherwise there's not like mousse in it um yeah. in in contrast to charlene beside her with her hair just like boom like out like suzanne's like so good i love it this is a very it makes you think of um still magnolias where they'd be in the parlor uh, uh they're getting their hair done and it's just like giant mm-hmm. and impressive um i guess that's our episode huh yeah that's it we did it yeah we've started season Season six six. here we go Mm -hmm. leslie where can people find us we are all over the internet we are Mm -hmm. the girls who came to sugar bakers on itunes and our Podbean site we are sugar baker girls pretty pretty much everywhere else including twitter instagram tumblr youtube pinterest if you like us please take a moment to rate interview on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it does help us reach more listeners and mm-hmm. speaking of that thanks for listening thanks for listening everyone and sticking with us through yeah five seasons, five seasons. now starting into the six and Woo-hoo. uh we'll talk to you next time talk to you next time bye, bye. Happy uh, Cat Mom Day for you today. Thanks. Happy Fur Baby Mom Day to you too.